a page is black tie and a group can kind of be blue collar casual. I, I love that analogy. That's you awesome. Know, that's kind of how a lot of our, our residents feel. So they feel like they can relax a little and talk amongst each other a little bit more in a group than they can on a page. Could you build a network? Now, I'm talking about a really big network of thousands of people without ever attending a single networking event, maybe without even leaving your office or your home. Could you meet employers from all over the country that have potentially amazing job opportunities for you without knowing them personally or without even meeting them face to face? Is it possible for you to be known as an expert in your industry without ever stepping on a stage to speak at an association or an event that you're a part of? Okay, guys, I wanted the answers to these questions because when I first started in my career, the only way to do those three things was required a lot of in-person time, required some travel, required knowing the right people. It was a lot of work, and honestly, it took years and years to do that. But guys, things are changing. And as we see things changing, there's shorter, more efficient ways to reach those same goals. So today I'm talking about leveraging the power of Facebook groups. Facebook groups? Are you doing that little tilt like my dog Jax does whenever I say treats? Like, huh? If you are, then this is an episode for you. If you have not recognized the power of Facebook groups, you're going to love this conversation. So in order to bring you real value, I knew I had to go to a source, a person that is part of an incredible Facebook group, huge success, a network of over 43,000 people who is an expert and has really presented herself as one through a group and multiple groups you'll see, and who's actually uncovered many opportunities for her business. My friend and my fellow colleague, Leah Orsbin, you might know her as Leasing Leah, is joining me today. Now, Leah is a consultant for all things uh, property management. She specializes in student housing, but she also knows her stuff when it comes to conventional. She has experience in social media management, paid ads and lead generation, brand development, graphic designs, lease up, reputation management, and much more. I have learned so much from this incredible human being, and what I love about Leah is that she's so willing to share her knowledge, and she is a connector. So if you don't know Leah, please like look her up. She'll share with you how you can find her on social. Just look for Leasing Leah. Now, if you want to know a little bit about this episode, here's what you can look forward to. Leah is talking about some of the big no-nos that people do in Facebook groups that can really come back and bite you in the you-know-where later. She also, about halfway through, gives me some advice, a little kind of mini coaching session on our own private Facebook group page that we have for our Sprout members. If you're not on it, go to search Sprouters, and if you're a Sprout member, you can join. But she gives me some really good advice on how we can grow our little fledgling of a group. And then also around the last 10 minute mark, we talk about vendors and how vendors and suppliers both can contribute in a Facebook group, can really become known as an expert without selling. You guys are going to love this episode. So let's do it. Let's jump in and listen to my conversation with my friend, Leah Orsbin. Welcome to the Marketing Home, Marketing You podcast, a show for busy multifamily and real estate professionals that want to kick butt in their careers without sacrificing their lives or their sanity. 
Week after week, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing brings you quality conversations with industry leaders, mini marketing workshops, and step-by-step guides on everything marketing, business, and career growth. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some outside-the-box ideas from the girl that lives inside the shipping container box. Excited to have you here today to really talk about the impact that Facebook groups can have for individuals in their career and also potentially for communities and, and their, uh, their experiences. So you and I have known each other for a while now, becoming online friends through social. And I think it was a little over a year, maybe a year and a half ago, that you invited me to join the apartment management and maintenance support group. And once I was in there, I was shocked to see what a thriving community uh, was happening there with over, I think today, over 43,000 members. Is that right? That is correct. We just hit 43,000 last week. That is so exciting. So Leah, can you give us a little bit of background? Was this something that you started or how, how did your involvement begin with this uh, group? So it started just like most other people. I didn't start the group. I just joined it. Um, and I was just really active in the group. And um, one of the admins reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to be a moderator. So I was like, of course. And, you know, I kind of jumped in and we kind of were, we were all kind of brand new too, but we, um, we were setting the rules and kind of um, getting an outline together of what we wanted the group to be and what we wanted our goals to be. So I know we've grown a lot since then. I think at that time we had about seven or eight admins, moderators. So yeah, now we're down to four. That's incredible. So I love hearing that because I think what I noticed is when when I joined the group, I saw how active you were. And really to me, the role that you played is you were always kind of sparking conversations or keeping conversations alive. Would you say that's the role that you've played in the group? Yeah. And that, you know, the group admins kind of call me the cruise director. So I kind of try to be the person that is just the cheerful kind of, you know, I try to reduce the amount of drama and try to promote the the good side of the industry and the group. And, you know, we don't let people argue. And I know that sometimes things happen in the group and it can kind of get out of hand, but that's our role is to step in and you know, shut that down so that it's a positive support group. But yeah, you know, I like to, you know, I live and breathe property management and it's just kind of natural for me. Um, I was always checking into the group and always kind of answering questions. And, you know, student housing is such a niche that that was kind of, I was the go-to kind of person to answer that. And I just, you know, I like being, I love learning. And the more, if I don't know the answer to somebody's question, I'm going to probably be the first one that's going to research it and find the correct answer for you. Yeah. And I also think that you're a great connector because just like you helped me to join that group, I see that you really do that and you kind of connect and promote things that are going to be really helpful resources to the people, to the members of that group. Yeah. And I love, if I find something that works so well for me, I don't like to, you know, keep it to myself. I love for everyone else to be able to benefit from that. So just like you guys, I love to share, you know, when you guys started the podcast and I love to share, you know, the fact that people are like, you know, what are you guys doing for social media or how do you guys come up with stuff? I'm always like, you guys have got to get on Sprout and look, you know, 
I just want people to know all the cool things that are out there and available to them. And, and in that group, there's 43,000 different, you know, minds, different jobs, different, you know, there's vendors in there. There's somebody for absolutely everything in there. And they've almost all been through whatever you're looking to figure out. So somebody's probably been there, done that. And yeah, I love to connect people to, um, you know, just the other day, one of my friends that I've actually even never met, but I still call him my friend, um, is moving to North Carolina. And I was like, oh, well, I know so-and-so and so-and-so. Let's connect you guys. And she messaged me the other day and said, just so you know, Lori has got me like several jobs interviews lined up and she has one today. So, you know, just these people that we've never even met, but we know that we would do just about anything for each other. So it's a great, yeah, great connection there. That's so cool. And I know I picked up some like, I mean, not some, a ton of useful information from you. And then from just even some of the conversations that I'm not looking to glean, but you do. And so I want to, I want to dig in in a little bit to the success of your page and what you guys attribute to that. But for those that are listening, they might be in multifamily, they might be in student housing, maybe it's a vendor that helps, you know, uh, offer services to those industries, or maybe even a real estate professional, not specific just to your group, but why join Facebook groups in the first place? You know, and there's a group out there for everything. So, you know, if you're looking to learn new recipes for keto, there's a group for that. If you're learning to how to lower your blood pressure, I'm sure there's a group for that. <laughs> Um, so in, in this, you know, in this group or in any group, it's usually like-minded individuals with the same end goal. So, you know, just like in our group, we're wanting to lease apartments, collect rent and lower our delinquency. In the meantime, we're probably looking to have really great events, make our property look great, hire people. So, you know, I think the whole point of joining a group is getting in there with like-minded people and supporting one another in your endeavors. Um, I know, you know, if it's a competition, it won't work. And if you're actually there to help people instead of compete, then it will be a great group. And I think that's what makes our group fantastic is that nobody's in there to compete. Nobody's in there to take away business. We're all there to help each other thrive and be better. So, you know, if you find that right group that's helping you be a better person and helping your property lease up, helping you get ideas, that's what makes a successful group to me. I love hearing that. So it sounds like the group really, it offers for, for someone thinking about joining a group, you can get knowledge, you can get camaraderie, mentorships, uh, and then I'm sure even business opportunities as well. But now that you've been doing this for a while, I'm sure you see some mistakes that people make in the group. Or just things that maybe you'd say, you know what, that wasn't the best type of thing to talk about or post about. What are some mistakes that you see others making or maybe just not understanding best practices of a group? Hey guys, quick interruption here. I know it's a bit of a cliffhanger. You're going to want to hear Leah's answer about the no-nos of posting in a Facebook group that can get you in trouble. But before we get to that, I do want to remind you of a special promo that we're doing for you, our awesome podcast listener. Did I tell you how much I appreciate you guys? If you've been curious and want to join the Sprout membership, you know the one that my friend Leah tells everyone about, you can go to watchyourbusinesssprout.com 
click join in the navigation and use the promo POD85. That's pod for podcast 85. And that gets you $15 off your membership. Just because you're my podcast boo. That's right. Okay. I won't make you guys wait any longer. Let's get Leah's response. Well, the be- the biggest thing for our group is, you know, it is 43,000 members, so you never know who is going to be your next interviewer. So if you're bad-mouthing your company or your, your um, employees or your coworkers, people see that and it's going to come back around and people are going to say, you know, I think I saw you somewhere. Weren't you talking bad about your employer or your employees? Or, um, And I think there's a certain you know, I will never, ever, ever do that. You know, I have enough respect for my coworkers and my employees and that sort of thing to not ever talk negatively. If, if, and everybody has a bad day. And I think venting is a part of a great group, but remove any signs of that person that you're talking about or that company you're talking about, or ask someone to do an anonymous post for you, which I think is is huge in our group. We have probably... I want to say anywhere from 20 to 50 anonymous posts per day. So, you know, don't always put everything out there is probably the biggest mistake. Um, We see a lot of people, you know, want to post photos that are telling of who lives at their community. Can't do that. And, you know, a lot of people want to show living conditions and we understand that that's part of our jobs but we always make sure that there's no defining characteristics in those photos that could lead someone to um, see who lives there, who has that issue. Um, And then, um, you know, a couple other problems that we have, you know, just being negative and being argumentative. Let's don't go down. We don't talk politics. We don't, you know, do any of that stuff. So I think Sometimes people get into the name calling and the politics and that sort of stuff, which we shut down really quickly. Um, the good thing about groups is, you know, you can turn on those keywords that once somebody says it, we immediately get an alert and we go check it out. And it always is pretty quickly someone in the group reports something that doesn't belong and we are pretty quickly to remove it. So we don't really have a whole lot of issues with um have it so that we approve every post that um, is on our page. So we make sure there's no memes. We don't allow those. I know everybody wants to see memes, but it really does clog through the important messages that people want to read. We all get that there's, everybody wants to laugh. So we do as an admin group say, okay, this one's funny. Let's let it go through. Um, But yeah, we just, you know, I think not being positive and, you know, trying to badmouth your company is one of the biggest mistakes. I see that sometimes too. And I think, you know, we, I think that uh, if you've been in the industry a long time, you realize how small of an industry it really is and everyone is connected by someone. So I think, yeah, that's really good advice is if, you know, you don't, wouldn't want to see it in print or wouldn't want, you know, it to be said about you, maybe not to say that. So I think that's really great. On the flip side, how can you leverage opportunities inside of the Facebook group to grow your career? I know you talked about adding value. How do you see an individual doing that in the group? Well, and I think people have seen certain people that become the pro, quote unquote, for certain 
you know, characteristics inside of the, you know, property management spectrum. So, you know, we have the person that is the class A pro. So they know kind of, hey, let's ask this guy because he knows what, you know, class A property should have. What, you know, where did you buy this? Where did you buy that? Um, and then we have the the fair housing people that are, you know, really, really into it and really good at knowing. And they, you know, if if they become their specialist in their field, they become invaluable. Um, they can be hired to go and speak about fair housing. They can be hired to, um, you know, go and be a consultant for class A properties. Um, I think there's no shortage of opportunity if you are doing and presenting yourself the right way. I think there's a lot of people in the group that, you know, always are first jumping on to answer questions for people. There's no prize for answering those questions. There's no, you know, you don't get, hey, I answered first, you win a prize. It just is there to be helpful. And I think the more people see, hey, you know, she's always there. She's always answering. Maybe that's somebody I need on my team. Maybe that's somebody, um, and, you know, just me, myself, I, some of my contracts have come directly from that group just because, you know, and I know everybody's watching what I say. So, you know, and some days I have bad days, but I'm like, oh, I can't, you know, I have to hold it back sometimes. But, um, you know, I know that people are watching and there's plenty of opportunities. And, you know, if, if somebody's looking for a student housing person, I'm probably going to be one of their go-tos just because I'm prevalent on that group all the time. Absolutely. You know, I, that's one thing that I realized when I joined that group that there was a few standout names that were always coming to the ready, you know, coming to answer. And those are the people that, you know, whether or not you knew them before you start to build, they're building their credibility, just one response at a time. So I wonder though, I guess for me, I'm, I'm going to just kind of be candid personally. One of the reasons I have had a hard time being very involved in groups is just the time commitment. How would, what would you say to somebody that wants to be involved in a group? They want to set themselves up as the expert. How can they set aside the time where it's not completely distracting them from whatever their other job is, but still being uh, active in a group? Well, and I think the good thing about just us as admins, you know, we, you know, we have our own group chat and we'll, you know, there'll be days where I'll say, Hey, I'm traveling. I'm, I'm out of pocket. So they know they're down to three. And I know one of our admins is a property manager full time. So he's usually um, busy during the day. So me and him usually pick up the night shift and the early morning shifts on the weekends. So, and it is a time commitment, you know, either if you're an admin or if you just want to be really involved in a group, um, you know, we, we joke and say it is a part-time job, but it really and truly is. I would say, you know, if I added it up, which I should sometime, you know, a regular probably moderator is going to spend 10 to 15 hours a week, probably just, you know, commenting, moderating, creating you know, all of that. And, you know, we don't even have to come up with a lot of our own content because the members do that for us. But if we were creating content as well, that becomes an even more of a job. So, you know, but I think what comes, what, what's good about a group is when it just happens naturally, you don't have to kind of coax it along. And that's kind of the way this group is, you know, we don't have to 
you know, ask people to, you know, send content. There's so much content in that group that it just happens naturally. Now I know new groups, that's not always the case. You're trying to get people to talk, trying to get people to interact and get people excited about things. And that's, that's a little bit harder when you have your beginning stages of a hundred people or less and stuff like that. But, you know, I think knowing going into it, yeah, I'm going to start a group. I want it to be successful. It's going to be a part-time job for sure. So somebody shouldn't really start a group if they're not willing to have the time commitment to really make it successful. That, and I think if you go into a group with at least another person, you know, and say, can we do this together? Can we put our minds together and our time together and see if we can't make this get off the ground together? Um, and, you know, I've started other groups too. And, um, and it, and I don't want, I'm the kind of person that doesn't want something to flop. So I'm like, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be all out or nothing. So, and I know it can be very hard. And, you know, you see some groups that are 6,000 people and you're like, oh, that's a lot. And then you get to other groups and they have like 80,000 people. Um, and I'm in a really cool group that is invite only from, from Facebook. And they started a group that was just for admins of groups over, I think it was over 35,000, but you had to have so much content and so much interaction. So there's only, I think, 300 of us in there. And Facebook gets on with us literally out of Facebook offices and they have office hours with us and they listen to our feedback. They listen to, you know, what's going good for us. So a lot of things that we've seen changing in the past few months has been because of these 300 admins and Facebook listening to us. So it's been really unique in that aspect. That is such a cool thing. And that just shows how something that maybe started out a lot smaller has evolved into something that is actually being recognized by Facebook itself. And the whole goal is having these kind of online communities, like, which I think for property managers, in a way, it can be easy for us to relate because we are managing communities. And it's almost like a version of that, but taking it online and all with shared interests. So I think that is so cool you really kind of dovetailed into the next topic that I wanted to talk about, which was engagement. And this is kind of a selfish question for me because, you know, we started a group for our members. And just like you mentioned, we're in that like 100, 125 member place. Engagement is, you know, it's slow. It's, we have a few that can comment and contribute. And I'd love to just hear some of your tips on, I guess, how do you, you know, you said your group is, very engaged. And I think a lot of that is because you have so many different types of people on there. How do you create engagement when maybe at the beginning, it is a little bit slow? So I think, you know, one of my biggest tips is find an advocate. So, you know, for instance, in your group, that might be me because I am <laughs> probably the one that comments. And, you know, I do that for two reasons. One, because I do love the content, but another, because I do want to see you guys succeed. And I know that one like, or that one comment or that one share, which it's, I think it's private groups. So there's no shares, but I know that those little things build up and help the group. So, you know, I think finding advocates that help you have that engagement. Sometimes some people don't want to be the only one to engage on a comment. Sometimes people are like, well, nobody else has liked it or nobody else has said anything. So I don't, I feel weird kind of saying anything. 
So, you know, I think finding those people that aren't afraid to say anything that, you know, will be your engagement. I know, you know, me and Casey oftentimes will be like, Hey, can you go, can you go like that post for me? Can you go? Cause we know that little bit of engagement, um, can help because some people like to see that other people, people don't want to be a loner. People want to follow the group and follow the crowd. And if somebody else likes it, I think other people will. Um, and I think two in groups, and I was just talking about this the other day with um, some of my staff. So many times we put just generated content that's like text in a box. Mm-hmm. People want to see faces and want to see behind the scenes People want to see things and not just text. And I think that is something that your group does super well. You do lots of videos, lots of lives and stuff like that. And video is where it's at right now. So, you know, I think the more video and the more, you know, real people that are there, that's what gets the most interaction. I love that. I've been something I've been thinking about and it goes right in line with what you're saying specific to our group is talking through like asking a few kind of like your experts, you know, uh, someone that maybe manages a large portfolio that can be the, the, the go-to for, Hey, I've got questions on how to manage a team. And, you know, maybe I'm all over different States and I'm having to travel a lot. What are, you know, tips there. And then like you mentioned the student housing, you being like an expert in that area, or I think things like that. One of the, if I had to do it over again, I, I feel like I would go back and almost, set those up ahead of time to build that, that conversation a little bit. So I love that as a tip. Yeah. And people like to be the person that's able to answer a question in our group. You know, if somebody asks for a recommendation or a tip, everyone likes to say, Oh my gosh, I know the answer to this. I'm able to contribute. So I think that's probably a, you know, a huge part of a group is asking the people that do know, you know, maybe it's just a question of the week. Like how, how would you guys answer this question on your property? Um, because the most of our probably 99% of our um, content is, can you guys help me figure out the answer to this question? And that's what, you know, everybody's hopping on to answer because they, they themselves see themselves as Yes, I know this. I'm I know the answer. I'm a I'm a pro. So I think people like to feel that way. Like I can answer that question. I've been doing this. You don't I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this and I'm guilty too of saying, Well, I've been doing this for twenty years. So, you know, a lot of people know that, you know, the more time they have behind them, the more their answer might have relevance or somebody might respect that answer a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's so true. People want to be the problem solvers. It's it's like they can be the hero and show their expertise. Would you say those same rules apply for a vendor? Like if a vendor is looking to join a group, let's say a group like yours, apartment management and maintenance support group, what would be things that would be acceptable for vendors to comment on and to how would how would participation be appropriate for them? So, and we don't allow selling. So, you know, what we tell our vendors is you know, you can get the job by contributing your expertise. So if you're a plumber and somebody asks a question that's related to plumbing, be the person to answer it, you know, and they're going to reach out to you. We do, you know, if somebody's asking for a local plumber, we don't mind if people tag themselves there, but you know, I think vendors, including myself, people get business through the fact that they are knowledgeable and are willing, willing to help without being paid. 
And a lot of things that I've done for people, I've done for free, that has ended up getting me a much more lucrative contract. And I don't always, you know, a lot of people say don't ever do free work, but I've done lots of free work and it has paid off in huge dividends for me. So I don't always think that, you know, my time is valuable too, but if I'm able to do a five minute project for someone that is going to save them $500, they're going to come to me later on and ask me for a paid job. So I think, you know, that's, that's probably what I would say to vendors is offer your knowledge for free in hopes of gaining somebody's business down the line. That's such a good point. So it's like building that trust, that credibility. And even if it, I, I've even seen where it doesn't maybe pay off directly with the person that you helped, but somebody else seeing that and seeing like, oh, this might go to, you know, they're exactly, that exactly. Yeah. I mean, everybody else is watching. So it's not just the person that asked, it's the 43,000 other people that saw it or, you know, whatever your group size is and people are looking and they're going to start to say, oh, well, that's Joe the plumber. He knows what he's doing and he's in my area. So I'm going to make sure I use Joe the plumber. And people are fascinated. They're like, you know, when they see me in real life, they're like, oh, you manage, you know, and they call me leasing Leah. And I'm like, well, it's just Leah, you know, (laughs) they kind of almost are fascinated by the people in the group. So, you know, and I think it, it is, you know, there are people that are expecting a lot out of you. I think if the four of us admins fell off the face of the earth today, you know, there would be, it, it would be a, a lacking group. Oh, you are definitely celeb status out there, girl. <laughs> <laughs> You're leasing Leah in my head too. Like every time I see an email come through, it says Leah, but I think leasing Leah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. People are talking to me. I'm like, you know, two weeks down the road, they're still, I'm like, you can just call me Leah. It's just Leah. It's fine. But yeah, no, it's funny. I, and I have a funny story one day I'll tell you about how, and it's all because of, you know, I had to start my own LLC and I'm like, what am I going to call myself? What am I going to call myself? Leasing Leah. And it just stuck. So Yep. It's funny. I love it. Okay. So let me, let me ask you kind of a segue. Do you feel that we've gone from kind of the people aspect, you maybe as a vendor, just to grow your career, to get knowledge, mentors, everything, you decide to join a group. What about on the flip side? You're a community manager, you, you know, you're running a property. Would it make sense for you to start and create a group? How do you feel about that? So I am kind of, I'm 50-50 on it because, you know, I think if you start it yourself, that's the way to go. Um, I think when it's started by your residents, that's when you have zero control over it. Things can become a gripe fest. Um, So many of my properties start their own groups. And, you know, I would say that those groups are way more active than just their pages because they can, they feel like they can communicate with each other. And it not be so, you know, it's almost like a page is a black tie and a group can kind of be blue collar casual. I, I love that how, analogy. That's awesome. Know, that's kind of how a lot of our, our residents feel. So they feel like they can relax a little and talk amongst each other a little bit more in a group than they can on a page. So I like that. Get the jump start because I've seen that too, where the group is actually called like, I hate such and yes. such community. And then it gets real nasty real fast. And I will tell people, and this gets asked a lot in the group, you know, if they're using your logo, if they're using your name, which, you know, obviously you don't want to, you, you know that the need is there if they're starting a group, 
So, you know, let's get that one shut down. They're using your, your trademark logo, all that, but then start one up because you do know, obviously there's a need there because they're wanting to, they're wanting to communicate. They're wanting to say their frustrations and it's better off that they're doing it there instead of on Google, because the Lord knows it's hard to get anything off of Google. And especially if, you know, if it's true. So maybe you can catch people's frustrations before they get out of hand, before they get to a Google review. So, and you can be there and monitor those things. So it's fine to let them, I kind of think, talk amongst themselves and you can have some rules like, okay, we keep it factual. Or if you have something that's just completely out of hand, please email us first. So, but I think the more you control it, the better it is. And like you said, not being in denial, I think people get real like kind of funny about that, not wanting people to talk. The conversations are happening better to happen on your turf than it, like you said, going somewhere that's way more difficult to, to remove. So I love that your position on that is, hey, if it's already showing itself as a need, you just prepare for it. And it sounds too like then maybe in the future, management companies will recognize even the staffing issues because that, like you said, it takes time. It's almost like managing a whole nother community mm-hmm. and there needs to be the, the manpower behind it. Right. And, you know, I think you, you know, if you do start a group, the one nice thing about it is you can set up those keywords that are, okay, I want to know if somebody says mold, you know, my gosh, yeah. that word. So if you see if, if that pops up, you can jump right on it um, and, and address it. So, you know, you're in control of the group. If someone else starts it, you don't have those, those tools at your, you know, at your hand. So I think, yeah, starting it yourself, but I do think the ones that residents start themselves are not always the best. They're always usually started out of necessity because no one is listening to them in the beginning. So true. Leah, this has been so much fun. So I want to ask you one last question, totally off topic. And I didn't even put this in our prep notes, but uh, I, you know, if at the end of the day, people think about Leah, whether it's leasing Leah or just Leah, what's one word or maybe a couple of words that you want to be remembered by? Um, I would say I am probably dependable. You know, I know what I really want from my employees and anybody I work with is that they can come to me. And a lot of people usually in the beginning, they're like, oh, wow, she's, you know, she's aggressive or she's OCD or whatever. But in the end, they know that I'm there for them. I'm dependable. I'm going to get the job done. They, no one ever has to ask me twice. Um, and, you know, on the flip side, I'm also their friend. You know, I'm, I'm going to be there for someone. If I worked with you 12 years ago, I'm still there. Like, I will still be there. I will still answer your call. I will still answer your email. So, you know, I like to be an advocate for people. That's probably three words, but <laughs> <laughs> I love all of them. And tell me, you're an Enneagram 8, right? I'm an eight. Yes. And I don't know a whole, I don't know a whole, whole lot about that, but I do know that that's the bossiest Instagram ever. So that sums me up for sure. Well, you know what? I'm a three and threes actually work really well with eights. So our creative director is an eight. And so whenever you posted that the other day, I was like, Oh, this totally makes sense. Why we, why we get along. And I think it's so true that you, um, one of the cool things about you, when you say that, it's like, I don't think it's that you come across bossy. You just, you kind of like, there's no nonsense with it. And I love that about you. But the flip side is that there's a lot of heart behind it too. So I think that's a really cool balance. Yeah. And, you know, in the group, I'm, you know, we're always helping people that need help, like sometimes financially. So, you know, that's one thing. 
about groups that we're able to do. We have, you know, we're starting a nonprofit and, you know, the little bit of money we collected in the beginning, we gave directly to, we helped one person buy a bus ticket to someone else that is in property management was going to give him a roof to put over his head. So we helped him buy a bus ticket up to her. And then we helped another woman who was in a domestic situation get a hotel room for a week. So those are, that to me, that's why I have a, you know, that's why I'm in a group. I, I, I thrive on being able to help people like that. That is so cool. Well, I am, I'm so thankful that you took this time and I know people are going to want to know more about you and the groups and what you do. So can you tell people how they can connect with you? Yes. So me personally, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Leasing Leah. And then in the group itself, you'll see me um, as Leah Love Orsman. So you guys can find me in the apartment management and maintenance support group. There are a couple of dupes out there, but um, we're the one that's about 43,000 members. So don't get, don't get duped. You want the original. <laughs> you want OG. With the OGs. That's right. Well, Leah, this has been so much fun. I cannot wait for people to hear this episode. And thanks so much for chatting with me, friends. Thank you. So can you guys see why I love this woman? She's a wealth of knowledge and she's just a gem of a human being because she's so willing to help everyone in her network. So give her a follow, support what she does. And you guys, I guarantee you she's going to be your biggest supporter if you join the group and if you just stay connected. That is what she does and just that's a special gift that she has. So what is our take action for this episode? Join a group. Now, yes, it can be Leah's group or it can be other groups within your industry. There's a ton of different groups for uh, women in multifamily. If you're a Sprout Marketing member, join the Sprouter group. If you want to join Leah's group, check it out. And if you guys want to make sure to remember, it's the Apartment Management and Maintenance Support Group. If you're a real estate agent, there are a ton of different ones that you can be a part of. So join a group, try to do that today, and then set aside time every day this week, five, 10 minutes to just interact, be helpful, answer somebody's question, introduce yourself, ask how you can help. And you'll see that just one small action at a time, you can build your network, you can uncover opportunities. You never know, you might be one connection away from your dream job. So I hope you found this episode super useful, packed with information. And as always, guys, I can't wait to talk to you next week. See you on Tuesday. Bye.